You're listening to Smart to Death Radio. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. everyone and welcome to this week's episode of queen's court with your girl the queen of any on smart to death radio um i, I don't know what i'm gonna call this but i think i'm just gonna call it what the what new japan dominion <laughs> that's the closest i've got for a title but uh i am not alone today i am joined by the illustrious mags all pods i know he only does three but it feels like he does 15 uh, why we watch five rounds, Badlands, fellow, smart to death, colleague, and dear friend. Mags, welcome back to the castle. An absolute pleasure to be on Queen's Court again. We, I, I'm not on this show enough for my liking, to be fair. <laughs> well, that's my fault. I guess I'll have to have you on more. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here, and I'm so happy you are, because there is so much to talk about with new japan news i feel like just two months ago a short two months ago they decided hey we're coming back and we're all like yay i'm so excited and they're like we're gonna give you a together show we're gonna give you the new japan cup and then we're gonna have dominion right after and we're all very excited weren't we mags and then (laughs) we actually got you and i I still feel like hiromu It was, it was the the biggest swerve in such a long time in in wrestling. I love being swerved. I love not knowing what's happening. And yeah. New Japan had every one of us just they they just twisted the knife in. Uh, people that were happy because New Japan were back and Gado giveth and Gado taketh away. Boy, did he ever! <laughs> that is the theme. The theme is shook. A swerve and Gato giveth and Gato taketh away so fast. Um, okay, so we, we have to start at the beginning. So we obviously know the results of the New Japan Cup. We know the results of Dominion. But I want to go back for a brief second just to chit-chat about the New Japan Cup itself. Because it was such a different cup than we're used to. Obviously, due to the times, it was different. But also the competitors, right? We're missing a lot of people right now due to this coronavirus situation and travel restrictions. So we had this amazing cup. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. But we have to talk about maybe some of our favorites and then briefly touch on the finals because that happened. And we need to talk about that. So let's first start with your overall feel on the New Japan Cup this year in 2020 and some of your favorite things. Yeah, it's been it's been weird. But weird in the very, very best sense. Uh, New Japan don't do cups like this. They don't mix the divisions. They don't mix the the young lions and the the veteran wrestlers. And it, it just feels like they've had to use what what talent they've got available. And they've thrown together a hodgepodge uh, New Japan Cup, and it's absolutely worked. The the young lions that have been involved have had an amazing time to shine. Uh, Suji and, and Gabriel Kidd have been absolutely outstanding all the way through the, not just the, the tournament, but in, in uh, the tag matches as well. The Seeing the juniors and the, the heavyweights uh, battle each other in singles competition, you never see that. 
apart from the one time at the anniversary show, and we've had that multiple times. We had Taji Ishimura having a great match with uh, with Okada. We had Ishii really take on the, the juniors when he took Desperado and Hiromu on. Just yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, the one kind of like fly in the ointment was uh, was White Horse Yoshihashi, obviously. But all oh. in all, it's been it's been so interesting to watch. And then especially when we had the the bracket buster of a of a winner. Well, isn't that the truth? But you know the thing is, I feel like the bracket was busted for a lot of us relatively early on. <laughs> I was like, out. Excuse I me. Mean, <laughs> The, the the left side of the bracket, I, I pretty much pinned it all apart from right. um, Suzuki going out early early doors. But the the right side of the bracket, nobody predicted that properly. Uh, oh. If you predicted evil game through to the final, my hat's off to you because that is an outstanding prediction. Outstanding. You should play the lottery. So <laughs> it's just lucky. It, like if you picked evil to win. Um, yes, I totally agree. It was such a unique cup and something new from from New Japan, and that's a beautiful thing to see. The amount of times that they used the young lions throughout not only the cup but now as we know in Dominion as well. It's been a beautiful progression to see them kind of getting and mixing it up in with like the New Japan dads and just having a grand old time. And I think sort of the standouts for me, the MVP for me of this tournament is Hiromu. I think he just was a complete standout the entire time. And then of course, our fave, the Stone Pitbull Ishii. I mean, this is the classic, oh, excuse me, classic case of always the bridesmaid, never a bride. I really wanted him to win because I wanted him to go for the IC title. I'm firmly in that camp. But now since we can't do that, now I'm in the US championship camp for our boy Ishii. Yeah, I think I, I feel so bad for Ishii because in any other era of wrestling, he would have been a world champion multiple times over. It's yeah. just he's been around in the Nato, Tanahashi, Okada, Omega era where he's he's just had such amazing talent above him that he just can't get over that that last hump. Yeah, I know it. But I think he did really well, as he always does. You know, you can always count on Ishii to put on a great match. And we saw some fun stuff in this cup, a lot of great matches. Um, you know, but Gato likes to mess with us, and Yoshihashi made it two rounds. How? I'll never tell you. I, I don't understand how that's possible. Um, but That, that then he... bottom rack quadrant oh, was, it was it was the worst book quadrant ever. It was, it was just talentless. Full of talent. I'm like, how does Yoshihashi beat Bushi? How does Evil be- beat Goto? What is happening here? I hated everything about it. But anywho, as we move forward, <laughs> let's talk about the finals. So the quarter, uh, the semifinals, rather, we had uh, Hiromi versus Okada in an absolute banger, uh, which Okada obviously wins. And then we had Evil versus Sonata, which was a cool story. And I hope we kind of go back to this. So let's put a pin in that and talk about it later. So we get Okada and Evil in the finals. And I don't know about you, but for me right away, I was like, oh, okay, Okada's going to go over. He'll win two years in a row, and we'll get a rematch for Naito. Maybe they'll do something else with the other belts. I don't know. Let's see what happens. In no way, shape, or form did I think Evil would go over Okada and freaking pin him. Pin him. Absolutely not. Uh, And I think this is the beauty of the way uh, not only New Japan book matches, uh, but the way that the... the programming is structured. Obviously, they don't have a week-to-week product here in in the West, so mm-hmm. 
they've been able to kind of refresh with uh with this COVID era, and uh, obviously we saw that with 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 Evil's character before before this pandemic. He was kind of floating. He had no real direction. He was just a member of LRJ. Uh, he, he wasn't tagging with Sonata as much. Sonata was on this kind of like um, downtrodden, despondent uh, storyline, and right. Evil was just just a person in 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 a group. And the way that they've been able to kind of in in 48 hours transform him into the hottest thing in wrestling, the most talked about thing in wrestling is I, I just got I've got to give it up to get off for being able to do that. Whether you like the the, the booking or not, the fact is get off can he can tell a story. Oh boy, can he ever? And it's one of the things we love so much about New Japan. And, and you're right, whether you like it or not. Uh, wow, what a transformation. And I feel like if you look back at the cup, you can start to see, and even before, obviously, the COVID era, you could start to see LIJ having some issues, right? But in the cup itself, like Naito came out to do the little LIJ salute, and Shingo was like, screw that, I'm out of here. And, you know, Hiromu seems to be kind of like the only loyal one left. And especially what we get post-match between Evil uh, after he wins the cup and defeats Okada, which I still can't believe is a sentence I'm saying, Um then Naito comes out, offers him the salute to do the fist bump, right? And he, Evil puts his hand up. It looks cool. And then all of a sudden, he lays out a big too sweet. And you're like, excuse me? First of all, Gato, you already have Evil winning the new Japan Cup. And now he's Bullet Club? Where? What? How did this happen? It was so shocking. Leading into Dominion that it was absolutely must-see pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. And... The, the, another great thing about New Japan is is when you see a storyline come to fruition like this, you can go back and you can see where the seeds were planted. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes years and years before, but you can you can go back and go, ah, this this was this was the plan. Uh, and like I said, Hiromu was uh, was the only loyal one, but even he kind of showed a, showed some disloyalty by by wanting to challenge for both belts. Mm. The one who was actually truly loyal was Evil. He was the first member of uh, LRJ when uh, NATO came back from from Mexico. He was the the first person who, who joined. He's always had uh, NATO's uh, back. There was um there was some backstage interviews where NATO said if anybody could lead a faction out of this group, it would be Evil. So the seeds have have always been planted there. We've just had to wait for this little tree to grow. Now, I don't believe that this was the plan from the beginning, but Gado is, is good at leaving those little uh, those little seeds growing away and just I'll, I'll use that one now and pulling it in and, and creating a story out of it. It's a, it's a magical thing, and, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. You're totally right. This is why you're here, Mags. All this dope information. But, yeah, you're right, and, and it just – it was so newsworthy and it was all over our Twitter feeds and all over every wrestling news site ever that evil had turned bullet club. And we're all like, wait a whole minute. Cause bullet club, like everything else is fractured because it's other members are like, not there, namely their leader, Jay white. So you, so immediately my brain is like, okay, well, how does Jay white feel about this? That evil joins bullet club, wins the cup, and now is going to challenge Naito at Dominion. So I'm like, okay, all right. So they got members in the U.S. and members in Japan. It, it, it kind of harkens back a little bit to kind of like the elite time 
where he had people like doing their own story in the U.S. and then everybody else in, in Japan. But obviously there's no storyline for these guys in the U.S. right now. So it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And it, it makes you think about what might happen with Bullet Club while everyone else is missing in action. Yeah, and if you if you go back to when Nato first won the titles, who mm-hmm. was the first person to challenge? It was Kenta. Kenta That's right. Who, who is an, an underling in Bullet Club. Now, does that kind of go against uh, Jay White's power as leader? And then we have Na- uh, we have Evil, who's now the, the champ champ. Will he, will he challenge for leadership? Can you can you really see somebody who is, holds both of the, the biggest belts in, in New Japan being controlled by someone who, who has no title? Um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting uh, time when we get a full roster of, of New Japan back where this, this goes for Bullet Club. Are we going to harken back to the... Uh, the OGs versus the firing squad. I, that's I'm really interested in it. it. It's it's exciting and it, and I feel like Bullet Club has been needing this for a really long time because I feel like Bullet Club has been suffering a lot. Um, once the elite left and and kind of like okay we're now we're in the Jay White era and we're, and we're kind of picking things back up. It felt like we were going back to what was working before and kind of getting back to the roots of New Japan and the roots of Bullet Club. And now we're, we're in this really kind of tumultuous era again for them. So I think the storyline is going to be very interesting once things kick back up. But speaking of Dominion and Champ Champ, let's talk about this. Because that literally the next night, we have Dominion. And we have our, our matches in the front part of the card. And, and they were fine. They're your basic tag matches, right? Multiple man tag matches. With some good stuff in there, don't get me wrong. But um, I don't really want to focus too much on that today. Because I want to focus on... The nitty-gritty. Okay? Let's talk about the three major matches that we got at Dominion. Because this stuff sets the stage for what we're going to get next. And where and what direction New Japan might be going. Even though we say we might know, we never do. Because Gato likes to pull the bait and switch. So, <laughs> we never oh, saw s- Evo coming, didn't we? Oh, are you saying we're going to be skipping over the biggest news of Dominion? Uh, and that's Master Wato. No, we're going to talk about him. <laughs> we have to talk I'm about happy that. to skip over Master Watto. You don't like yeah. Watto, huh? Yeah, the only thing I really wanted to say about the beginning is like, you know, there's there's this guy that comes back, and I think he's good in the ring, but it's too much blue for me. I like some stuff, but not all things. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what this guy is going to turn into. It could be a little bit interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like the character. I don't like the blue. Mm-hmm. I don't like the... How has he gone away for three years and looks younger than he did before he left? He's Just a little baby. Yeah. Uh, his in-ring work was, was was really good. You could see that kind of uh, uh, Lucha Libre style where he, that he's picked up in, in Mexico. He's uh, a really, really talented wrestler. But if you're coming back and, and, and you get beat up by Dookie, who is literally the the whipping boy of Suzuki Goo. <laughs> the only way he's up for him, I suppose. And if he gets to to kind of grow on me, I suppose I'll I'm, I could end up liking him. And the fact that he's now under Tenzan's wing, he almost feels like he's gone back to being a, a young lion again. Uh, having it feels that way. The, the new Japan dad looking after him. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but right now, it's, it's kind of a meh from me for Master Wato. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think if he got rid of some of the blue, it would help a little bit. It just kind of looks silly 
um, one, I think the coat can stay and I think the hair can stay, but I think the tights, it would help if it was a different color because there's pops of color in there, but it needs, it needs some more. Um, I find it distracting because then I just think he's kind of comedy-esque, even though not technically supposed to be that way. So hmm, I'll, I'll reserve judgment as our pal JBQ always says until things kind of flesh out and we'll see. Yeah, but, I mean, a, a good storyline with, uh, I think he's facing Kanemaru next. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. In a bit of a storyline. Uh, Kanemaru's a very, very underrated wrestler. I think out of all the the wrestlers who've, uh, who've come back from COVID, I think he's the one who's who looks the best. He's, he's really got himself into a uh, really good shape. So, yeah, um, a great storyline with Kanemaru could really elevate him and just see where it goes from there. Absolutely. And the last thing I wanted to ask you about before we kind of dive into the big three here is I want to talk about um, Mr. Pimp here in uh, Bullet Club. All right. Let's talk about this because we had this match with him, uh, Takahashi and Ishimori versus Okada and Goto. It was a short match. Nothing crazy. Firstly, very strange to see Okada in a match like this, A. B. Um, I what? <laughs> We're gonna have the Tokyo Pimp versus Okada coming up soon, Max. How are we feeling about this? Well, uh, for for some context, uh, we I watched this and I was in uh, Queenie's um, hangouts, <laughs> and I I said before this match was even a thing, we're yep. gonna get. We're going to get uh, Tokyo Pimp versus Okada just to rip, basically, just to say that's how far down the card Okada has fallen, just to me being my typical sarcastic <laughs> self. And it turns out um, I might be actually really psychic. So if you do need any lottery numbers, uh, just uh, hit me up at, at DAJ Kerner. Uh, <laughs> Mag's all knowing pods is your name. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh, and, but this again, uh, if you watch the, the the backstage videos, this is a, a seed that was planted six years ago when uh, uh, Takashi turned on uh, Chaos to join mm-hmm. Bullet Club. Uh, he, he said that that he's always hated Akada, that Akada's never given him the respect that he was due in, in Chaos, and that he went and found that respect in Bullet Club, and now he's coming back to, to show he's, he was never a bit part player. He was on Akada's level, which... It's, it's great storytelling. It's obviously a filler feud for Okada because he's, he's clearly not going to be in the title picture for the, for the foreseeable future. But yeah, uh, it, was, it was just cool to see Takashi picking up the win. If you look at the four competitors in that, that match, he's the one eating the pin for, for me. Yep. And, and the fact he went and pinned Goto is, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's refreshing that uh, New Japan can do this. They can they can restart a storyline because they don't have a weekly product to, to have to follow on. I know. I think it's really unique and fun. And uh, I couldn't believe when you said that in our little chat, I just started cracking up because why would you ever think that that would be a thing? And then exactly. he hits Pimp Juice, pins Goto, and then he, they, uh, he attacks, of course, Okada after another Pimp Juice. And I'm just looking at the screen going, oh my God, Max, are you really Gato? Have you ever seen Mags and Gato in the same room? No, you haven't. <laughs> it was just the, the most shocking Dominion ever. Yeah. It really, it really was. It was so different than what you would expect. And you always expect some kind of swerve or some kind of thing that you weren't 
thinking may happen because that's new Japan and always gives you something. But like there were multiple from this cup to dominion and to the end of dominion, of course, which we will happily get to soon. So let's talk about this one because I think after reflection, now that it's been a few days, I think this is the best match on the card in my humble opinion. And that is, of course, Shingo Tagaki versus Show for the Never Openweight Championship in 20-minute banger. Mags, let's talk about Shingo versus Show. Uh, you said it, it was best match of, of the night. I think it's in the argument for, for perhaps match of the year. These, these two cats have got just unbridled chemistry with each other. This mm. has been this has been one of those kind of feuds where you could watch them wrestle twenty times and never get bored of it. The the guys can just go. They can do the hard, heavy hitting shot battles. They can do the half flying stuff. Shingo is is almost it can wrestle with absolutely anyone and get a great match out of it. And and Shaw is really breaking out as a as a, out of a Rapongi Three K to be the star that that everybody thought he would be. Oh, you said that beautifully. And and what the best part about it, too, is the they were absolutely beating the ever-living crap out of each other in this match. It just was banger, slap, throw, forearm, uh, wildness for 20 full minutes. And, and it just, you felt like Sho had a real shot here to take this title, right? It, it felt like a matchup where it could go either way. And that's what I love uh, about this performance that they both gave here. So hard hitting show the best out of Rapungi 3k really rising to the occasion. Now that yo is hurt, you know, he gets to have this little singles experience. Now I think the never is a great spot for him to kind of start breaking out and, and showing what he can do. Cause Oh my gosh, what a, what a, what a match this was. I'm still not over it. I'm going to watch it again just because I enjoyed it so much. And I think you're right about their chemistry. Some people are just made to fight each other over and over and over and over and over again. And these two are are that. They just are. I, I was a little sad for show, but like I love Shingo so much that I'm happy he retained at the same time. <laughs> so I don't know how to really feel about it. I'm excited to see where show's going to go next. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Shingo. Um, I mean, this... The Never title, I know people have, like, different opinions on and different feelings about, but I felt like recently, from 2019 into now, it's really become an important belt in New Japan. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the the history that, that Shaw has with this title as well, he came back from Excursion uh, when this title was being introduced, so mm. it almost felt like it, it was his divine right to win this title uh, at Dominion, and again throws as a swerve ball and he and he doesn't quite get it but i agree with you that i think shingo has kind of elevated this title more than the likes of goto and ishii did as and, and that's high praise that's that's not uh right nothing bad against goto and ishii i've always looked at them and think they're in the never title race everything's right in the wrestling world but shingo has kind of taken the, that that title and, and really raised it because like I said, the Never title was a joke title for a long, long time, and now it's an important title. So, yeah, it was a, a great feud. I, I think Shaw maybe um, 
could go into like the singles for the for the the junior heavyweights. I don't think he's quite ready to to bulk sure. up to the heavyweights yet. Uh, but yeah, then we we saw uh, Desperado uh, coming yes. out and, and challenging, which I think is is a brilliant thing. I think it it, it opens up the fact that the open weight title is exactly that. It's open weight and a junior heavyweight like Desperado can come and challenge you. Let's let's call a spade a spade. The heavyweight that is Shingo Tagaga. Oh, he really is, isn't he? Woo! He's a barrel. That guy is a barrel with legs. No, he sure is. I feel like I would never want to be hit by Shingo. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a bump I'm willing to take. Um, yes, I love that little Despy came out here and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna hit you with this title and I'm gonna take it from you." Now what? I'm like, "All right, let's go." I I feel like people have been sleeping on El Desperado for a while. Yes. And this is going to be really fun. Like his match with Ishii in the cup was one of my favorite matches of the whole entire cup. So I feel like this is going to be very exciting. It's going to be hard hitting and fast paced on, on both because Shingo, while he's huge and, and can really run you over, he can move. So um, this is going to be a great match. And then I saw today earlier too, that I just remembered um, reading that show was talking about how um, he's going after uh, Hiromu. So I think you're right with that. Um, he, he was talking a little bit about, like, you know, he wants to catch up to where Hiromu is because Hiromu does, you know, amazing things and has been, you know, chant multiple times and all, and all that stuff. So <clears throat> I think that's a good spot for him to go for now. And I'm excited about the Never title picture. I think Shingo versus uh, El Desperado is going to be great. So that was really fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. And, and I don't think it's going to be a disappointment at all. And I'm I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that belt and I'm happy for Shingo. Um, I, I want a nice long title reign here where he really elevates this title so much that everybody wants to challenge him for it. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. So uh, I, we'll see. <laughs> that, that, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun uh, and a great spot for Shingo to, to be. Yeah, I think so too. And that leads us into our tag team match of the evening. The New oh, Japan oh. Golden Boys <laughs> of Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi, who were the champs. Versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, your boy, Lord Taichi, ah, boy. your ah, boy. boy. <laughs> oh boy! Anybody who slanders Taichi, uh, you might not like this next segment. So, because <laughs> our boy Mags is a big Taichi fan. So, um, yeah, wow. Um, I-, I was surprised. Okay, I knew this match was going to be great because of the people involved, and I- I'm, you know, I'm coming around on Taichi. But I, I liked his feud with Tanahashi um, from the Together show all the way to now. I, I liked their interaction. So I think this was going to be fun. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was thinking, okay, we've had some stellar tag matches this year. And I'm like, okay, let's see how we can do with New Japan. Because as we know, and you and I have talked about several times, this tag division is just, oh boy, it's just not where it needs to be. And, um, you know, it's either it was either always on Evil and Sonata or G.O.D. So we need some, you know, new blood in here and, and get kind of excited about it again and, and build some more tag teams because that's kind of where our New Japan lacks. Um, this this stacked up as one of the best tag matches of 2020. It was really, really fun. How did you feel about it? I, f- I felt that the, the best part of the, the, the match was the storytelling. The way sure. they, the way they um, 
dangerous techers focused on on destroying the knees of, of Tanahashi. Obviously, we, we all know that Tanahashi has had issues with his knees before. It's been used in quite a few storylines. But the fact that they just viciously went after it and dragon screw after dragon screw after dragon screw and just totally abused uh, Tanahashi's knee. I love this. Um, Suzuki Goon have, have, have been desperate for a tag team since uh, Lance Archer left for, for AEW and um, mm. Jamie Boyd left for, for MLW. So they've been desperate for a, a tag team and they, they found one that, that fits together like a glove. I just love the interactions between Tachi and, and Suzuki, um, Zack Sabre Jr. Yes. The, the way they're, they're almost like, like brothers, the, the way that they, they, they talk with each other, the backstage interviews that they do are just absolutely hilarious, where Tachi is always uh, promising to take Zack out for some delicious vegetables, playing off his, uh, <laughs> off his veganism. He's just... Yeah, this was a, an outstanding match. I don't know if it's um, the best tag team match of the year. I still think that's probably uh, the the Bucks and, and the, the Mega Cowboys. But this oh, yes. was a damn good match and a, a damn fun fun result. Uh, some fresh blood in that tag, tag division is what is needed. And hopefully we'll see now new battles, maybe with G.O.D., maybe with Finn Juice. Um, Chaos needs to form a tag team, so maybe something could be formed there. Uh, again, um, yeah, we just a, a fun match and, and the right team won. I agree, actually. Yes. Um, and I also think this is a great spot for Taichi to go. Um, I think him and Zack Sabre Jr. worked really well together, to your earlier point. They gel so well. It, and I kind of was just watching this match going, why aren't why why wasn't this a thing sooner? Like this should be a this should have been brought back sooner. <laughs> like what's going on? Um, it was really fun to watch and engaging. And I think you're right about the storytelling. It's so much fun to watch, um, brutal but fun to watch how they controlled Tana and Ibushi. And I'm watching the screen, and Taichi has one, and Zack Sabre Jr. has the other, both in submission holds. And I'm staring at the screen going, did you ever think that this was going to like happen? It's just, it was beautifully done. And, and it they were hard-hitting and fast and brutal. What a fun tag match this was. And I think you're right. The way that they tore apart Tanahashi's knee to ultimately get that pin and become and new tag champs. Boy, you could just feel Murder Grandpa's smile from his home <laughs> watching this going on for his... His boys in Suzuki Gun. You say that, uh, but again, I'm gonna uh, link back to the backstage interviews. They did um, a full kind of Suzuki Gun uh, interview with a uh, obviously Murder Grandpa's not there because he, he's, he's ill. But Tachi was saying that it would be those five that would rule through New Japan. They're gonna go for all the titles and not one mention of, uh, of Minoru Suzuki. It was all about the five that were there so is there still dissension with suzuki and, and new japan is he on his way out there was room mm. about it late late last year uh obviously being ill might have uh, put pay to that but he, he also went out in the first round against nagata um he's, i don't think he's happy with his kind of place in, in new japan and could he be on his way out and we see tachi goon or uh, zach saber goon yeah, and I think you bring up a great point about the future of that faction. Um, what are they going to do with that? And, you know, outside of the storytelling right now, uh, to your point about Suzuki's 
rumor has it he's not happy with what's going on. So does he leave? And if so, who takes over Suzuki Goon? Does it? What does it become? Does it become Zack Saber Junior Goon or Taichi Goon? And I and I wonder what that would do to their partnership. So that's another intriguing thing going on with our factions. We have Bullet Club stuff, Lij stuff, and Suzuki Goon stuff. So I think it's going to be um, a tumultuous run through the rest of 2020. Put it that way. <laughs> We're gonna see some shifts and some changes in leadership and. Um, I think that's going to be fun. I I don't know who I'd want more. I kind of feel like it's Zack Sabre Jr.'s time to shine as a leader, but I don't know, Mags. I don't know. Tachi has had one of the best 12 months in in all of New Japan, possibly in the world, to go from being essentially a a jobber to to having these big feuds with with the the New Japan elite and, and not looking out of place in those feuds really looking like he, he should be there. I think uh, I think we might see Tachi Goon. Ooh. Well, I know you'd be very happy with that. Everybody else would be like, no! <laughs> He's the Baron Corbin of New Japan. <laughs> he is the Baron Corbin of New Japan, but you know what? I don't like Baron Corbin more, so Taichi, you get a pass, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's true. So as they clean and disinfect the ring for the main event, we have this really strong kind of video package to set this up. And you know what's interesting? Um, when this all happened the night before, when Evil wins and he turns Bullet Club and stuff, um, it, it felt so sudden and so jarring that you kind of forget what you had brought up earlier about Evil being like the first one and ultimate loyalty to LIJ and Naito. And they kind of take you through the footage of them through the years and then it ended up obviously showing what had occurred the day before at the New Japan Cup Finals. I just think it was really interesting. Because you knew, like, I don't know about you, but as soon as he turned Bullet Club, I was like, okay, he's going to have a new vibe in, in some ways, right? He'll still keep probably his colors, but definitely a new vibe as evil Bullet Club, right? We're not going to get the same evil that we had in LIJ. And then he comes out, he's changed up his look with the hair in his face, dyed purple, white, red kind of vibes, new music, new gear. Mr. Warren Hayes, uh, I had the honor of being on his show to recap Dominion right after Dominion. And he said he looked like a centurion. And I didn't even really think about that before, but I think that's correct. It it looked like a a Roman centurion style gear. Wow. My first thought was he he looked like he'd borrowed awesome Kong's wrestling. <laughs> it does look like that, yes. Um, I liked the whole vibe minus the skirt part. I didn't think he really needed it. But he also ditched the eye makeup. His face was relatively clean. He had freshly buzzed sides of his hair. And he looks different. And I said, oh, okay. So we're we're really embracing this new look. And then, of course, out comes Naito, and it's all black suit with double belts. What was your first impression of the new evil? Um, I thought it was a great departure from the the evil of LRJ. If you want mm. to make a statement that you're, you're different, that you broke away, you have to change pretty much everything. He didn't come out with uh, the massive Sarth props. He just he was just all business. He looked all business uh, I love the way that he had. Uh, he normally has his hair uh, back in a in a in a scrunchie. Uh, 
this this was down. He, he, he just looked like he was ready to absolutely destroy someone and destroy someone. He eventually did. Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's go there. Um, so this match happened. It was my least favorite. Um, I thought there was a lot of sloppy parts. Uh, Evil tried to break my heart by snapping the scythe of our dear Milano and throwing it at him. And Milano jumped that barrier and went right after Evil and Evil threw him right into that barricade. And our collective hearts were like, no, (laughs) he looked so heartbroken and sad. Oh, it was terrible. Um, And I don't know, as this match progressed and it started getting longer and longer and we're approaching 30 minutes, I just got this bad gut feeling (laughs) that something bad was going to happen. And I go, Oh, shit. He's going to lose the titles, isn't he? He's going to lose them here. They shocked us last night. He turned Bullet Club, and he's going to take the freaking titles from Nido. It's going to happen. And sure enough, everything is apparently evil because he pinned Naito. And um, there were shenanigans. I think there were too many shenanigans for me personally. Um, and Naito um, um, only had Hiromu, you know, for his defense. We had fake Bushi. Uh, there was a lot going on here. And I'm... my god we need to talk about it so tell me what what did you think because overall for me i really didn't like the match it wasn't bad but it wasn't great so that's kind of how i felt about it yeah and again this is new japan planting seeds that you you realize after Mm -hmm. the fact if you look at um evil's match with sonata then his match with okada he didn't have a good uh, last run in the tournament and he didn't have a good match in terms of wrestling quality but he was brutal he, yes. uh, he, he cheated as much as he could, he broke chairs he uh, really focused on, on the, 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 the weak parts of, of his opponents uh, with the knees of, of Nato I, I would have thought that Nato would have done a better job of selling it because ten uh, he uh, got his knee absolutely brittle. Then ten minutes later, he was doing uh, moves off the top row, which I thought, come on, that that could have been sold a little bit more. But yeah, the shenanigans were when when New Japan have uh, run-ins like that, they they tend to always go overboard, especially with Bullet Club. Bullet clubs have always been multiple people coming out. The 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 Boucher, Straight away, we knew that that was a Bushi because unless Bushi is packed on the pound <laughs> in the last in the last uh, couple of days, it was definitely not Bushi. It turned out to be uh, Dick Togo, um, who why he's been added to it. I'm sure we'll find out. But I I want to I want to deposit a theory for you, Queen. Okay. Um, now everybody. Oh, the majority of, of, of New Japan fans were so glad that, that Naito had had finally had his redemption arc. Three years, mm. uh, three years where he was out in the wilderness, really despondent, got to the back to the top of the tree. Everyone was happy. I want to put it to you that Naito is New Japan's Steve Austin. Oh. The reason I say that is. You are more invested with Naito when he's chasing the title mm. than you are with him as a champion. All his runs as champion have been relatively short. If you look at Steve Austin's runs as uh, WWF champion, 
in all six of them, the longest run he had was five months, which is around about the length that, that Nato has had this title. I think that this is the, the modern-day equivalent of Austin versus McMahon, where Gado is McMahon Ooh. and Nato is Steve Austin. We're always going to have this where Nato reaches the pinnacle, then something else knocks him down. Wow. Well, this is <laughs> Mags. Mags, all-knowing pots, <laughs> dropping crazy wisdom and interesting theories here on Queen's Court today, blowing my mind. Um, I didn't think about that. You know what? It's so weird. That feud with McMahon and Austin is like one of the most talked about stories in his career, obviously, but in the Attitude Era itself. And that never occurred to me once that that's what's kind of going on here that Gato just doesn't like the guy <laughs> and he's like nope here's what we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna have yeah. this this experience for him where he's gonna reach for the pinnacle be the guy and then I'm gonna snatch it away from him yeah. and then he's gonna chase again and you're all gonna get invested and you're gonna love the guy he's gonna reach the pinnacle get the gold and then I'm gonna knock him out again oh my god Mags rinse and repeat Rinse and repeat. Jeez. I was not thinking that's what you were going to say. Okay. So, <laughs> um, wow. So, Naito, in the chase, better than Naito as champ. Kind of how I feel about Kenny Omega, too. Similar. Exactly. I love Kenny in the chase. Kenny as champ is always a, is a good thing, right? Because any match with Kenny in it is going to be great. And, you know, whether it's regular matches with Kenny or his crazy five-plus star matches that he has, right? No matter what it is, he's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, next to a few other people. Um, but I prefer him going after the belt than than having the belt because the storyline is better. And is that true with Naito as well? I think yes could be the answer there. How long did it take Naito to finally get here, to be the pinnacle of pinnacles, to be the man who was champ, champ, both belts? And then, of course, I said this to Warren, and I said this to somebody else, too. I go, well, and then, of course, COVID happened to ruin Naito's reign, because it's Naito. So, like, of course. That makes so much sense. My mind is blown. See, I'm, I'm not just a pretty face. I do have you a, are not a little pretty. bit of brains in, in, in my head as well. It, it, it was just uh, him losing, and obviously we, we got the feeling halfway through the match, this is going to happen. Evil had just joined Bullet Club. You don't make a big move like that and not have a payoff uh, yeah. unless you're, you're Lance Archer in AEW. Um, oh. So it, it kind of dawned on us that this was happening and, and the fact that Nato's run is so short again the fact that everybody loves Nato, the fact that everybody wants him as champion and, and Gado keeps keeps like pulling him away from, from those titles and keeps uh, yanking the rug from underneath him. It just it just screamed out to me, that's exactly what Vince McMahon used to do with Stone Cold. Every time Stone Cold was, was on the verge of being the man, Austin would, um, McMahon would throw another obstacle in his way and, and it's clear what he's done. I mean, if you look back to Wrestle Kingdom, he was on the top of the world and gets attacked on the day of Wrestle Kingdom. By that's, Kenta. That's, that's McMahon booking. 
that's McMahon saying, you've got exactly what you wanted, fans, but this is now going to happen. Wow. Amazing. It's amazing to think about, too. And and, and I'll ask you a question in return, not nearly as mind-blowing, but still I'm curious as to your opinion. So this match that it ended up being for both belts, and now Evil is champ champ, but he also has another belt, which I'm sure will be dealt with down the line. But would you have preferred, or are you okay with the fact that they did two belts, or would you have preferred the winner of the New Japan Cup to challenge for the heavyweight title, Naito to still be the Intercontinental IC, and then fight someone else? Are, are, are you okay with it continuing being a dual belt situation, I guess is the yeah. ultimate question. I didn't like it being a dual belt uh, situation from the very beginning when yeah. the whole uh, double gold dash uh, was, was brought up. Putting two titles, especially two like prestigious titles like, like these on one person, it, it, it kind of stunts the whole of the company. You've uh, the, the aim of, of the titles is, is you have divisions that if you can get to the intercontinental title, then you move into the into the heavyweight title. Right. And I think having one person have both titles, it, it means that, that you're going to have to have some shenanigans to get one title off that person and and for them to have the, the other title. It's it's going to be weird booking. I, I would presume the easiest way of, of having it is if... Uh, somebody says I want a specific title or they book a, a three way where one pin is for the RC title and one pin is, is for the, the world title, kind of like how they did with Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho and, and Benoit back in, in the Attitude Era mm. Yeah and, and the thing that I'm, and that I'm most curious about too is now where do we go right, so you mentioned it Dick Togo was revealed. We don't know why, but I'm assuming we'll find out. Hiromu, you know, came in to to help Naito and then stays later in the ring and, like, loses his mind and has, like, this uh, promo, like, on Evil, basically challenging him and saying, if you're, you know, too scared to put one ti- uh, one, uh, both titles on the line, put one title on the line, and I'm going to come take what you took away and all this stuff, and then he's screaming freaking out in the ring, huge meltdown. Evil blows him off, even in the uh, press conference later, blows him off, but says, fine, like, I'll crush you at any point in time. I I guess, like, now, where do we think some of this storyline is going to go? Because we have a a new event coming up, Sengoku Lord, and they're going to battle. Double titles, though. For both titles, Evil versus Hiromu. We have the Never Match, Shingo and El Desperado. We have Okada versus Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp. We have a multi-man match, um, which is uh, Kotobushi, Tanahashi, uh, Master Wato, Tenzan, Nagata versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi. Uh, Suzuki will be back, and uh, Kanemaru and Duki. We have Sho, Yoshihashi, Boo, and Goto versus Naito, Sanada, and Bushi. We have another multi-man match, uh, Taguchi, Hanma, uh, Makabe, Kojima versus Ishii, Yano, um, uh, Yoda, and K- oh, Gabriel Kidd. Oh, both Young Lions will be in that match. And then uh, Ishimori 
and Yuya, who is another young lion. So that's going to be happening on Saturday the 25th. Um, that's what we're getting for the next kind of event post-Dominion. So what are, what are we thinking about kind of the fallout of this? Is Evil going to rise to his booking? Um, I, there's a lot of question marks here, Mags. Yeah, I think the fact that Hiromu is, is also the, the junior uh, champion, it kind of telegraphs the the result here. I think if it would have mm-hmm. just been for, for one towel, if it would have just been for perhaps the RC towel, then I could see them switching that towel for to Hiromu and then and then kind of breaking that up and then maybe Hiromu dropping the, the juniors because he, he wants to move up to the heavyweights. Sure. But, but the fact that the both are on the line, it kind of does telegraph the fact that Hiromu is going to win. But throwing a little bit of history at you, yeah. he's Hiromu um, and Evil have actually faced off 20 times before. Mm. Um, and what do you think the record is? Not in Evil's favour. <laughs> it's it's 0-20. Oh, he's lost every single one? Hiromu was beat. Uh, evil every single time so evil's got that kind of that kind of hurdle to get over the fact that uh, new japan do lean into this like history uh, a lot there was mention of um of ishimori not being able to to beat kanamaru and that was from a totally different company and it was still mm. mentioned on new japan programming um so there is going to be that that hurdle for for evil to get over i think he's going to do it. i think uh it would be uh an even bigger swerve than than evil beating Nato if if uh, Hiromu walked out of there as Hiromu three belts. But what a story it would be if it happened. I I would lose my mind <laughs> even more so than I did after Dominion. I felt like Hiromu after Dominion. I was so angry. <laughs> but oh, oh could you imagine? Poor Hiromu. What a comeback though from such Ooh. a career-threatening injury to yes. to to being just the, the most charismatic wrestler in in the world without doubt. And that that heartfelt kind of emotional breakdown from him, it was just, I, I, I wanted to cry alongside him. Um, Me too. But, but it, was, it was interesting that, that nobody else came out to... No one. Not a single person. Where was Where were anybody else? They've, they've obviously issues with Sonada. He's feeling very despondent. We saw in uh, in earlier in the in the cup, uh, Shingo wasn't uh, wanting to do the right. the roll call fist bump. Is is LRJ? Is it is it going to split? Is there is the kind of like tension in there? Uh, who knows? We'll uh, I'm sure we'll see. I know it. It very much feels like. Uh, the opposite of what Cody used to say, which was Bullet Club is fine, right? I feel like now that's true, and Lij is not fine. <laughs> so it kind of feels like something, something bad is going to happen. And you know, Hiromu came out with that tape, and all over his wrist tape, it just said "Why" written all over it. The storyline that they're pulling with Hiromu and his comeback and his performance in the Cup and his uh, challenging for the belts, and you know, because they were going to do Naito versus. Hiromu too, don't forget. So it's, it feels yeah, like, sure. right. So it just feels like, you know, it's possible. And now you put the history on me and I'm going, oh man, if this is the one time evil wins over Hiromu and his record is one in <laughs> 20, 
This is crap. It's almost like the 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 Undertaker streak, but in reverse. Yeah, but in reverse. <laughs> so this is why I don't like I I don't buy Evil as Champ Champ. I just don't. I'm I'm sorry, everybody. Listen, I love Bullet Club. They're my favorite faction, but like I can't handle this. I I can't do it. So I I'm hoping that you know I'm gonna trust in Gato, and and believe that there's a purpose for this, <laughs> and. Maybe it's just to give Harumu all the belts, and then we can all celebrate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just every single belt. All the belts. Just give it all to Harumu, and then put one on Daryl, and we'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah, well, Daryl Daryl could be our the, the, the never six-man, because... Uh, he can, yes. <laughs> we don't know where that's going. We have no it's, idea. It's almost, it's almost been like, uh-oh, how, how do we get this title off Evil? I would love for Evil to just rock up with a... With uh, Shingo and Bushi and, and defend the title as if nothing's changed. Oh my God, that would be hilarious. I would like that too. Well, see what they do. You never know what might happen when you turn on New Japan early in the morning and a great time for you over there in the UK uh, to actually watch some wrestling and not be up till up teen hours. So no, yay, no, the, New Japan time. This this weekend with Dominion and UFC, I think yes. um, it it was brutal. UFC didn't finish till till like half past six that morning and Dominion started at seven. So I think I did 29 hours or something like that. Without You're a champion. You're a complete champion. <laughs> we have such respect. We don't know how we how you do that. I think uh, Tanner and I were talking about that. Tanner, Stephen and I were talking about how you did all those hours. And I was like, he's mags all pods. It's what he does. <laughs> it, it just reminded me of WrestleMania a couple of years ago where I was podcasting before watching WrestleMania. Just, I think I'd, WrestleMania is the record. I got like 40 hours almost. Can't believe it. Oh. It's, it's, the, the, it's the laugh that you have on this side of the pond when, uh, when wrestling's on at stupid o'clock. And at stupid o'clock is for sure. Well, you're a champion. And uh, I, I am so glad that you came on here to talk New Japan with me because, man, you blew my mind with that Steve Austin McMahon thing. I'm like still shook about it. Now I'm like running it through my brain going, oh my God, this is so true. <laughs> So thanks for that, and thanks for hanging out with me and chit-chatting about the Cup and Dominion and ultimately what will happen next. Uh, I'm excited. I'm glad New Japan is back. I think we can agree on that, and I think, um, you know, we'll see what they do with everything is evil club now. <laughs> I, I do. I, one thing I will give evil, that that new evil club t-shirt is, is badass. I think it's I will awesome. definitely picking one of those up. I think I probably will, too, because it is really cool. <laughs> but I'd be probably a hypocrite because I don't like evil. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what we do. But anyway, thanks so much for coming on the show with me today and uh, recapping all of this New Japan news because there is so much. So let the people know where to find you if they don't know already and uh, tell us what's going on in your world. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first of all, this has been an absolute pleasure. and uh, we don't get to collab near enough for, for my liking. It's, it's awesome when we get a chance to just shoot the shit with wrestling. Uh, and it's amazing being a, a, a stable mate with you again uh, yeah. on, on Smart Today. It's, just, yeah, it's cool, hearkening back to the days of yore. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. I'm usually in some sort of uh, argument or, or throwing some crazy wrestling takes out. Um, I have uh, three podcasts that I produce. It's uh, Five Rounds, which is about UFC. I do that with my son, Carlos. Um, then I have uh, 
Badlands, which is uh, me and my podcast wife, Mr. Paul Toller, uh, where we discuss the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling, um, change it up every week with a different topic and a different guest and just have a, a, a good laugh and joke at, uh, at the expense of really absurd, ridiculous wrestling. And then my baby podcast is where we watch, where I speak to uh, content creators and fans and find out why they, they love watching people in their underpants pretending to fart. Uh, you can you can find them anywhere uh, that you uh, you get your podcasts, uh, and like I said, I'm part of uh, the Smart to Death Radio Network. Now all three shows are uh, are on there on Mondays, uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. So I'm all over the Smart to Death schedule. So yeah, come check me out uh, and give me a listen. Definitely do that. Badlands is my favorite. I love your other two, but Badlands is my favorite. So I hope everyone goes and listens. And uh, Magsy, thanks again. Such a pleasure. And for everyone else that's listening, have a great rest of your day. And please continue to be kind to one another.